Welcome to the Urban Farmette, where two clueless suburbanites buy a farm, move across the country, and learn along the way. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sean. Hey. Hey, you. <laughs> so, what's going on? Oh, man. We're in week what of e- living on the farm? Three? Yeah, I think it's been week three, three weeks three yesterday. Weeks. I feel like it's been a lot longer than that. I do feel like it's been a lot longer when I think about... We went to Costco. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's okay. I was just going to say that it's been a full month since our going away party. And I thought about that oh. earlier today while I was cleaning. I, It's just some parts have gone by really fast and some parts have, it feels like, you know, we just got here. And then other times I feel like we've been here forever. And the forever part was today. Yeah. We went to Costco. <laughs> a little dirty as can be. I mean, we were filthy. Animals. I mean, we completely weeded three huge beds. They're not even. They're huge. not huge. They're three beds, three garden beds. We yeah. got and then we've got the grass out of the the beds and put mulch down. Made sure that the plants had their own little secure little areas. But to, this was also in hundred percent humidity. Yeah. In the heat and the sun. So we started early anything before that, the sun came out. Anything that then, was done, you're 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 working and you're sweating. I mean, big, uh, massive amounts. And we don't use gloves when we work in the garden, so we have dirt everywhere. So then you're smacking bugs and you get dirt all over your neck and your shoulders and your arms and your pants and you're leaning in sawdust and dirt. And we were just filthy. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, it was... And then we rolled into Costco. We didn't even, we just well, we literally started early told just the kids to, make to get sure, in the car. Yeah, and the kids were playing with the hose, and we were just out there living life. And the the sun broke through yeah. the clouds, and wow. We knew we needed to get. It turned the heat up big we, time. Yeah. And it was one of those things where, like. It's not like working in the sun in California where it can be comfortable. This was, when you're working in the sun in Virginia, you're pounding water every five minutes. And you are sweating. Smacking bugs. Like you've never sweat before. We got bit by, by flies, flies all over my body. A lot. Yeah. And that's with bug spray on. Yeah. So bug spray is kind of pointless once you start sweating. There is, it's not a, it's not a glisten or a glow sweat. It is a full. It's a drip. Eyes are watering from the sweat dripping down my brow. Yeah. Kay asks me if I'm crying. No, my whole face is covered in sweat. My arms are sweating. The yeah, you did have little uh, on my arms Little are sweat sweating. bubbles. Everywhere. All over your face, yeah. And then we just told them to get in the truck and we're going to Costco. And We were those time, people we when were we rolled people. up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the farm folk are here. <laughs> and I what didn't they think go- it would matter until... Oh, uh, I remember we were driving in to Costco and we were looking... I looked down at my pants and they're just covered in the Virginia clay. <laughs> and they're still wet because I was kneeling in the beds mm-hmm. and all that stuff and I was my pants were soaking wet and everything. I looked down at myself and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And we didn't and think it mattered until we walked in and people were walking out and looking you up and down. Well, like, and, and oh my was, gosh. Yeah, and, and turning left in the Costco, I, I looked at you and I said, we're those people. We are. We're the farm people. That's awesome. And, and people are going to look at us and, and laugh <laughs> because they're going to turn to each other and go, ha even farmers need Costco. That's true. But I don't think it was as bad as if we would have gone to we only spent Costco $81. Orange County. We only spent $81 at <laughs> we Costco. We got out of Costco for hundred less than 100 Which today. is unheard of. It's beautiful. Right. And what did we buy? A fan? A fan because our room is still hot even with air conditioning on. Even with air conditioning, yeah. <laughs> we Milk. sweat in bed. Milk because for the kids. And coffee. Dude, the coffee. biggest coffee. Coffee. Because we need coffee all the time. It was funny. I was laughing at a podcast I was listening to. I don't remember the name of it. But the guy, the question on the podcast was, can I have too much coffee grounds in my compost? Nope. And I laughed. I'm like, dude, how much coffee do you drink? And I'm sitting there going, huh. I just put a whole bag of coffee into our compost. Yeah, I like it when I listen to like, health food gurus or holistic you know people and they say you know you really shouldn't drink more than two cups a day it's not good for you and i just have to i don't laugh. Drink, I, I don't drink more than two, i don't drink more than two cups in an hour how big are my cups though <laughs> I not measured cups <laughs> they clearly are they measuring cups when they say that i don't know but they don't these people don't have kids you drink don't have a kids. lot of coffee on a farm that's all yeah. i gotta say 
Yeah. Um, so it's been an eventful week. A oh, but week. the answer to that question. Oh, sorry. The answer to the question of can you have too much? I, I no, figure you can't. Might as well. Yeah. Might as well share what Farm we've related. learned. Yes. Might as well share what we learned. No, you cannot. You cannot. Because that's There's no that's a green. Of... It's a green. It's it's the nitrogen side of your compost. Right. And you need thirty parts brown to your third twenty five to thirty parts brown to your one green, and you'd have to drink a whole lot of coffee. Yeah, we're not drinking that. I mean, like much. Jacob Brown size coffee. coffee. That he guy. may have a reverse compost. <laughs> Possibly, yes. And by compost, I mean real compost, not his bowels. <laughs> oh, gross. Why? Well, it's, We're editing that out. It's okay, compost. M- moving on. Um, big week for us. What did we get this week, Sean? This week? What? Oh, chickens. What? How are you even not sure well, what Well, because we about? got them the day after we said we didn't We've had them. chickens for six days. Six days. So? And they're all... Almost all alive. We lost one chicken. Wasn't our fault. If you follow us on Instagram, you did see. Uh, you took a our, picture of the chicken. No. Oh. But I Instagram storied about it because that's a big day for us. That was our first farm death. Yeah, that was the first farm death. We lost our first chicken and we buried it. And some of you saw the tombstone. If you are on Instagram, um, that was a moment, but it was good. Our girls, we thought. I thought there would be a little bit more. It was kind of cool that they weren't. Uh, shooken up. No. I kind of wanted to see shaken it. Up, shaken up? Shooken up? Shaken. Shaken up? Let's move on. They were not as sad as I thought they were going to be, yeah. and, which is good. They're and kind part of, of it learning. was because they were counting all of the chickens by name. And making sure that it was not one of their favorites, and this wasn't Well, one the of funny their part was is that they looked at it and they're like, that was the one we didn't name. It was the one they didn't name. How lucky was that? Polly thought it was Snow Puff Jr., but it wasn't. I don't know the names. I don't know, but, but they, it wasn't. They pick up each, as we clean them, mm-hmm. or their area, not mm-hmm. them. Well, we clean them. We have to clean them because of pasty butt. Yeah, pasty butt. It's a real thing with chickens. Look it up. It's gross. It's totally gross. It's pretty gross. Wet wipes. Buy wet wipes. Those I never are... thought I would be that girl rolling into Costco covered in mud and massaging a chick's rear end so it doesn't die from so pasty butt. So you can butt. see the pulsating... Vent. Vent. That is our life. That's what you want to look for. You want to look for a... <laughs> Chicken butt with that a heartbeat has a heartbeat. Yeah, and it literally has. It has a heartbeat. Yeah, and that's how you know that everything's working. Did you check the and vents tonight? Thing. Oh, it's all vented. Okay, they're fully. I'm just saying. Fully vented. I don't want to wake up to a dead chick. It was sad. It was a trampled chick. Yeah, he was squished by the crowd. He was. It was, was that, sad. He was not. He was flattened. Yeah. It, he was a flat chick. Yeah, it was like a pop concert where but we just got, they got crushed <laughs> he was in the, at the bottom of the yeah. uh, mosh pit but we put him in a compostable bag and we buried him where we have designated the why'd you say that you want to we put him in a compostable bag because people freak out thinking they were going to put would a plastic they, would bag we get would we lose listeners if we said a like a ziploc baggie maybe huh. people be crazy mm. i don't know but we put him in a bag we that are will, so green is, we are We're biodegradable so nitrogen um, and we put him by a tree that has apparently been designated the tree where all dead farm animals will go what to be Kay, laid. What did Kay call it? The death tree. The death tree. But I tried to talk her into calling it something else. My mom thought maybe we could call it the life tree because they did serve a purpose while they were alive and they were special to us while they were here. So I thought that was a good idea. Maybe we'll see. we can call it the, the bridge to heaven. Okay. Sweet, sweet chickens. Where? Uh, okay. Um, he wasn't named, so we'll never know what to call him when we get there. <laughs> but we're loving the chickens. They're crazy. I love them. They're crazy. They're huge. They got big real fast. Everybody who said chickens grow fast, we're not lying. They're huge already. Six and days they, in. I love the fact that they, they're very aware. Like the second I come in and I pick up the water container, they know it's time mm-hmm. to be carried to a cardboard box so we can clean right. the thing and they all freak out and they all huddle together like they're yeah. friends they hold wings and they yeah. s- and they scream yeah it's awesome it's so great and i do i think that the chicks have reminded me just having these little chicks who really don't require tons of work they do but yeah. it's twice a day but it's okay it is okay but what's reminding me is that Again, farmers are my heroes because we just have 16 chicks and we're out I'm there. I'm your hero. You are my hero. Yeah. Um, we're out there twice a day 
changing their hay, you know, because it gets a it's a mess. Um, giving them water, giving them food, uh, checking on them, checking their pasty butt, and it takes time. And to imagine that there's farmers who do that with chickens, cows, goats, sheep, pigs, and this was their livelihood. Not to mention farming whatever um, vegetables, fruits, flowers, anything that they did. That is, I mean, it is a lot of work. We're yeah. just yeah. managing, I'm just managing the inside of the house and homeschooling and our small garden and our chickens. And it's a lot of work. It's time consuming all day. So I give it up again. I'm just but in there's awe something of the weird. people that do this full time mm. and that have a full farm. It's amazing. And, but there is something weird about the work. Um, back at home, I, I was thinking this the other day, back at home, I was so frustrated by the fact that I had to take the trash out, not the trash from the kitchen, but like wheel those big containers to the curb. Right. And whenever I got home and, and I saw the empty containers from someone that came, drove by, picked up my trash, threw it into a truck and put the container back into the place that I left it. Right. I was upset that I had to roll the container. Right. 15 yards back into my yard. Right. I was just like, ugh. I'd always forget, or I'd see it at night when I went out and closed the garage. Mm-hmm. Oh, the containers, so I have to roll them back in. And that was like a, a, like a real laborious experience for me. But now it's like... No, and now you spend I an go hour the, loading yeah, up your truck to take to the, the, dump. the dump. No, but I'm talking about the, the chicken side of it. It's like, oh, I got to go, go out and see the chickens. And then I get out there, and I'm working, and I'm like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm enjoying it yeah. next thing i know i'm covered in straw it's a different type of i'm work. sweating and, I'm, and i look at them and i'm like good night guys and i yeah. close it down and i come back in and i'm smiling as i stroll back to the house like it's a weird yeah. th- it's a weird feeling of uh, accomplishment yeah and i think it's a knowing that there's a i don't know a sense of fulfillment taking care of animals that will also benefit your family benefit others uh, if we choose to give the eggs away to those who need them or people in our neighborhood, it's a great feeling. And that's how I feel about everything we do here. And I've really loved my friend Anita gave me a great book at um, our going away party called Fresh Eggs Daily by Lisa Steele. And it's been so helpful with learning about chickens and chicken coops and different things you can do. Um in your chicken coop and how best to take care of your chickens and so many Instagram followers have been seriously and so I want those eggs informative right there on, the, on the cover I, I want know. those eggs informative and helpful in helping me just know because again Sean and I've said it a thousand times but we're flying blind here and learning along the way and people have fly- been amazing we're flying dumb <laughs> no but I think we're learning and that's no what's but that's what I'm saying is that it. is that we we very much so rely on advice and books yeah. and information. There, there cannot be enough information for no, us. No, we aren't people who were born into this. We didn't have a family that farmed. We didn't grow up doing this. This was a we don't conscious wanna, decision. And we don't want to mess it up the first time by just going, yeah. ah, well, Although sorry, I didn't close of, that door. No, but we're and my raccoons out right ate now because what know, did we hear? We I heard know, tonight that a neighbor's whole chicken coop was eaten by a bunch of raccoons. We're but stressed we did, out. But we did prepare the coop the best we can right now. Pretty well, I I think I really I, I honestly feel no so totally. But we're definitely contemplating getting traps and motion guns. lights. <laughs> well, multiple yes. guns. Yes, sorry, anti short range, people. long range, <laughs> stun. Nets, oh my gosh. bean bags, pepper spray, paintball. But all in all, the chicken experience has been amazing. We've loved it. Those chicks came to us via, I mean, They're I adorable. drew. Yeah, I went with the girls to the post office and picked them up, stood in line like we've all stood in line at the post office and said, hi, I'm here to get chicks. And they went in the back where all the letters and packages and parcels are dumped and they walked out with a cardboard box that was going and handed it to us and it was a bunch of chicks we drove it home and on the box it was the coolest thing had little picture you you had (laughs) it said live 
said, live animals, please rush. Yes. Like, and it was oh, a bunch of chicks. What if you had the male guy was like, Ugh, I don't want to. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm done. My shift's over. Yeah. I'm just going to leave these guys. In my but all like, of it's them funny. Were, it's male. Yes. And all of them were there and they were all fine. And it was amazing. And they're growing so fast and they're sweet. And the girls love them and pick them up and want to talk to them. Tonight was the first night where I went out there to do the final check before closing it down. And... I was going to, their food was okay, so I filled their food, and their water was low, so I filled the water, and I came back, and I was just putting them, they all huddled in the corner, because mm-hmm. they thought it was changing time, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going in two hands to pick them up, and they kind of just relaxed, Yeah, and I was able to touch a few of them, like pet them, and they just stood there, Yeah, because they knew, like, oh, if he grabs me, yeah. Yeah. That's life. Well, if he the more doesn't, you handle them, the better they're going to be I when they're know. older. You said that. That's great. And uh, So we hold all of them every of, day. I don't know if it's an embarrassing thing, but but this was the first time I've ever held a baby chick. I know. It's sweet. This experience. And um, my mama bird instincts were were high. Are, are, are high. Look at you. Because I was able to grab them and it was the, the, the sweetest thing. They're your chickens. Until they peck my hand and then yeah. I will crush them. No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, I'll put on my lady gloves and, <laughs> and pick them up next time. <laughs> no, they're very sweet and we've loved them and we're super excited. And next week, by the time we record next week, we're expecting 20 guinea fowls. We're also getting those as kind of a security system. We've heard that guinea fowls are great too. They make they're tons chicken, of they're noise. They're chicken ADT. Yeah, totally. Shout so we're out expecting to those. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> we have no sponsors. No, we have no sponsors. Um, but we're expecting those. Um, what else are we looking into? We're looking into getting some barn sheep. cats. Talk about your maybe, sheep. You well, have two connections right now. Sheep I have some and connections cats. with sheep, but sheep aren't cheap. So we're going to have to think about this it. Cats, this, this cat thing was, I thought it was more like a... I think the cat thing's a good idea. We have it, a... It is a good four, idea, but it's a lot harder than I thought it's really to get not, a free though. cat. It's not. They just want you to come with... Um, Blood samples. No, stop it. Just carriers for each cat you want to adopt. Take a drug test. We need cats for the barn. We have a four-stall horse barn, but we want to use it for possibly a miniature horse, maybe a... Maybe some sheep, maybe a donkey. We're not sure. Yeah, we were going to run a farmer's market out of it, but it still smells like horses. <laughs> so we need Who to get to a cat because it's currently an aviary for birds. It's a zoo. Yeah. It's a bird zoo. There's tons of birds. I mean, there's hundreds of birds there. There's right nests now. galore. And all sorts of other animals, I'm sure. Not so, that we want to kill birds, but we uh, want no, to No, we want to scare them off for deter. sure. So we'll see. So those are the other things we're thinking about right now. But Scarecrows. We need scarecrows, and we need one of those like owl statues. Scary. Which I always thought were silly, but now now you don't. Now I want a a few of those little owl guys hanging out. So, what were some of our firsts this week? Uh, Fourth of July. Fourth of July was amazing. Which was fantastic. Uh, the heat was bad, but we got to experience our our small town. Well, I should say the parade was amazing. The parade we went to was a small town parade in Leesburg, Virginia, and it was incredible. What wasn't amazing. Well, I was going to mention that the day was kind of hard because it was our first holiday away oh, from home. Oh, yeah. Well, not home, but away from Long Beach our where own, we came from. Our own our, little party. Our first yeah, home, yeah. yeah. And that was hard for me specifically, being away from close friends who we celebrate with every single year. Yeah. But going back to the parade, parade. it was incredible. Yes. It was the, it was the quintessential small, small town, town parade. It was incredible. It was it was small groups of people showing off or marching down the street for their talking, cause for or organization their cause or their group. It was there like was a small ballet troupe. It yes. was a couple of politicians, all the different the armed fire forces, the armed forces groups, the motorcycle group. They the had cor- fancy the weird cars. Corvette group. Yeah, they had Corvette that cars. Was like a, that was like a thirty I'm car parade. The, lots of Fourth of July posts I saw were people showing off cars. That's like a thing. So there was a Jeep group for like fancy jeeps fancy um racing cars and then there was see all we should have brought my jeep out yeah your jeep that would be like yeah that a was miracle something. it's called that the it's, mir- it's called running. the miracle jeep but it was perfect the and what's lord's so funny jeep. too is that we went to go park and we parked basically right on the street where the 
parade was happening. And we were so surprised that we got parking up front. 30 minutes before the parade started. What's happening? And we just realized that, oh, this is the difference between a small town parade and going anywhere. Very easy. In Southern California where you have to get there like four hours before or you're not going to get parking. And we used to go to the Belmont Shore Christmas parade. And you would get there a couple hours before. And and you'd have to be there. Yeah. And you're still, you, you get there a couple hours before and you're parking a couple of hours away. Yeah. And that's kind of the deal. Um, no, we got there a half hour before, parked right on the street. Some guy came out of his house, the beautiful Glen oh, Fittich yeah. house, and he goes, hey, just cut through my cut through my property to get out go, to the It takes you right to the street. Route. And this is a and beautiful tell him, and tell historic him Dave, house. And tell him Dave let you through. Yeah, a beautiful historic house right. with people sitting in the front, having a party on the front lawn. And he just let us cut through with our kids. You know, it was amazing. We met people on the street that asked me to be Facebook friends with them. Yeah. And it was, and they were part of the wildlife um, conservancy in our neighbor. Or in oh, our you said the word county. properly too. Thank I you. Couldn't, I could not say that word. And uh, offered to bring me some milkweed because they're in the Save the Monarchs group, you know, for the butterflies here in Virginia. And then we sat and we watched this and sweat like fiends because it was so hot out. But it was incredible. And they threw out candy and there was free We, we are just sitting on the curb. It was of, incredible. Of the, the major street going yeah. through the history. When you district. think about what a small town parade, the best possible scenario in your mind of what a small town parade could be, that is exactly what it was. So it was beautiful and the kids loved it. Yep. They, it was Frankie great. Frankie said on the way out, best 4th of July ever. Yeah. And we're going and to. And it was still 11 a.m. Yeah. And we're going to definitely go next year and be prepared with our cooler and food and a little table and chairs. And it'll be wonderful. We're going to be pros next year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was one of our firsts. What was the other first that we experienced this week? That was our second first. No, that was our first first. No, we had chickens. Oh, you're right. Chickens. And then our third first was the heat. It was yeah. exceptionally hot this yeah. week so we, we did, in Virginia. We did two things this week. Well, you did two things. I did one of the two. Uh, went to Mount but, Vernon. But I did, I, I've never been to Mount Vernon before. Went to Mount Vernon for the first time, and, and I went to blast. Arlington Cemetery for the first so time. So we had our first house guest We had our first well. house guest. Yes. That's another first, Karen. a very important one. Our friend Karen um, came and stayed with us for three nights, and it was amazing. It was well, I mean, wonderful. What a, what a wonderful guide to have as well well she's a huge history buff she um, is a history teacher. teacher and just a general overall historian for her own edification she loves learning and she's a basically an expert in the civil war so she came and stayed and we spent most nights just sitting and talking about the civil war and politics and the state of our union then and now and it was wonderful and so she was basically a guide for us at Mount Vernon couldn't have asked for a better one yeah. and it was incredible yes and then we went there on Sunday and on Monday we went to Arlington Cemetery where you were at work what are those folks that that know docents docents she's a she was, was a, a docent she was a personal before. she was our not own, in Mount Vernon but, but she was our own personal she really docent. was she was I incredible mean, what, what a wealth of knowledge. I thought I knew a lot about history, but we had, but we had a she guy, but, but and she was writing in her van with us, and so it was kind of like we were just peppering her with questions. Yeah, it, it was, was wonderful, just wonderful. And she's just a wonderful person. But we had the best time, and we went to Mount Vernon on Sunday, like I said, Arlington on Monday while you were at work. Yeah. But the heat was ridiculous, yeah. especially on Monday at Arlington. The heat index was at 105. It destroyed you. It really did, That's and that was a first for me because I am the type that will power through whatever I want to power through to do what I want to do. And I really wanted to go to Arlington. I wanted to see the changing of the guard and I wanted to experience that. But it was 97 degrees with a heat index of 105. And I took the girls and they were amazing. And we walked around Arlington for three hours. We saw the changing mm-hmm. of the guard. We saw JFK and Jackie uh, Onassis like um graves gravestones we saw all of these famous you said you saw a bunch of randomness too we, random, well we that saw you wouldn't expect no not th- that we wouldn't expect and then i also went prepared with several gravestones i wanted to see um of civil war um union and confederate soldiers that i was interested in seeing we saw just amazing stuff but i walked and i thought i was hydrating enough but apparently so for our, our Southern California friends and listeners, 
the difference here is that you get a temperature, but the big thing out here that they talk about is the heat index. So, in, in I, and I know this because we, we did talk about this in California where you mm -hmm. have a temperature and a heat index or you have a, what it actually feels like, and that's the heat end, index. And that's the most important temperature to actually look at. Right. Whereas in California, you have a, a temperature. temperature of 87 and you have a heat index of probably 87. Yeah. Because it's very st stable yeah. that way, which is nice because you can see temps and be the same. Right. Here, you have to pay attention to the temperature and then the heat in index is actually what you're going to feel if you're out right. in it. And the difference here is that with the humidity, you have a temperature of a certain degree and then you have a heat index which could be 10 to 12 degrees higher and it was it was insane. and that's where you and i had no idea what that absolutely meant. zapped yeah and i usually i kind of you know especially when we decided we were moving here people definitely bless you sean sorry about that <laughs> um, people gave me a super hard time about like oh well enjoy the humidity even though quite honestly the humidity lasts for like two months and then it's over so and you it's know. not it's and just it's something really to get not used that to bad, but you know whatever um but the heat index that day was ridiculously high degrees. and since i wasn't prepared to know what that meant I went with my 25 bottles of water and thought that would be enough and I chugged water the whole day um but that night we came home and our get our house guests had graciously offered to watch our oh we girls. got another first yeah it was our first date night first date in night. probably a while but definitely our first date since we'd been in Virginia yeah and we were so excited we were gonna go out to eat that night for dinner and Sean took me out to this lovely restaurant where I got food and Lightfoot. I could barely make sentences, right? Well, you I were was... fine for most of the meal. And then right before the main course came, you were yeah, zombie-ish. Yeah, I could not even hold my head up. I was so exhausted and my body felt bizarre. And then I went home, I got home, we got home before Karen got home with the girls. She had taken them out to Cracker Barrel for dinner. and We should have just gone to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> and she brought them home later. And I was in bed trying to act you, coherent. You were asleep. And I said, I'm just going to lay here for a second. Sean went out to take care of the chickens. And I just couldn't even keep my eyes open. It zapped me. And it zapped me for the next day, too. Quite honestly, on 4th of July. I felt very tired, very out of it. Um, a note for, for anyone that makes that this kind of transition, this change from yeah. from west to east, is if you bring your pets along. Molly got heat stroke. Yeah, she was out. We I thought mean, we she really, was, we really. I, we so she she's was a, she's fifteen years old, mm -hmm. yellow lab, and and uh, f for two and a half two days, days. Mm -hmm. she didn't get up. Not she once. didn't potty. She didn't eat. She didn't Nothing. do anything. And we thought we that thought she, she was dying. Did, we just thought old. it was just a natural course in life. And, and we actually prepared for the worst. We're yes. planning for her burial ground. Yes. We're planning for taking her to the vet. It to, just turned to, out she was outside too much in that heat. Even though we provided the garage that's air conditioned for yep. her, she went outside and walked around because it's a farm she and she's explore, having fun. She explored herself to and exhaustion. she couldn't handle it. And neither could I. And now I totally yeah. so understand. So both of you popped back up. And I'm not a pansy. I'll work through stuff. Oh, no, you're not. But that, I told Sean when I got home from Arlington, I have run two half marathons. I have run... 10 plus miles before in Indeed. not cool weather. No. And I have never sweat as much as I sweat the day at Arlington. It was gross. It was not okay. <laughs> I mean, it was totally worth it. I had the best time at Arlington. It was fun. But, but you paid I for it. You paid did. for it. Yeah. I did, but it was worth it. And um, I've well, heard what would this you is do? an exceptional summer for, just like it was an exceptional winter yeah, for Virginia where it was a long winter. Yeah. This heat is not usual for Virginia until about August. August, yeah. So they say this month, I mean, the heat is something that they're not expecting to have right. except then for again, a month we're getting on saturday we're getting thunderstorms and rain all day tomorrow and then on saturday we're supposed to be at yeah. 77 degrees while california's at 104 so or what would you do what would you do different now i would have had water with electrolytes as electrolytes that's, weird that's as that kind sounds, of the key. but i would have had like a gatorade situation our propel. kids seem to 
Well, they were chugging water the entire but time. But kiddos too. seem to handle it better. So adults yeah. just be yeah. wary of that. I mean, you're heat chugging index water concept. and like electrolytes. Water is not enough. Day long. Yeah. And then if you're going to do a day or two like that, we did two full days out in the sun. Um, yeah. Prepare for like one or two days just hanging out. So even if you're vacationing inside. in this area, just in the water, summer, yeah. Water is not enough. Be yeah. be prepared. Gatorades yeah. actually. Are Ladies, smart. slick that hair back and get on some shorts and a yep. tank top, and you'll be gold. You'll be like, it'll be fine. Yep. Gold. Gold. You'll be gold. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll gold. be good. You'll be golden and good. Yeah, <laughs> gold. that's gold. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome though. It was well worth it, and I think that the crazy heat is. Not every day. It It's not every day here. There's days like, you know, tomorrow we'll, where we'll have thunderstorms all day and then Saturday where it'll be nice and cool. And then there's well, so days yesterday hot, it was so. kind of yesterday for me was a good example of, of the Virginia weather. It was um, something that was very I was out there picking. I was I was weeding the garden and it was hot and I'm sweating and I'm doing all this stuff. And suddenly the clouds roll in and I'm like, hmm. Those clouds are huge over there. Right. But there was no forecast of rain whatsoever. And um, we, I was out there picking and everything like that. And suddenly the, the clouds came in and, and uh, it was, it was very interesting because the temperature almost immediately dropped. Like 10 degrees. No, like f- 10 to 15 degrees. Really? It felt, it felt like into the. 70s but That's there was what Leanne no said she said that as soon as that rains once once rains in, coming it'll drop. yeah and it dropped drastically i'm sitting there and i was picking i'm like oh well this is fantastic yeah i could go another hour and a half the breeze rolls in and i'm bit. picking i'm smiling i'm happy as can be and, and then you just get pelted with a giant rain ball in the face the rain here is huge drops yeah they're not little it doesn't start as a sprinkle it doesn't come down gently and say hey hi it's yeah. raining mm-hmm. it's bam rain in your face and like I was picking it and then I'm like, oh, I can handle a little bit of rain. Yeah. It's fine. It actually feels nice. And then you see the lightning. You're like, okay, now it's time to go. The inside. lightning's a little crazy. Our fr- our kids were over yesterday night on 4th of July at our neighbor's house uh, swimming in their pool. And the rain started and the lightning. Rain's okay. And they were Lightning's supposed to bad. come home, run home because they run home from their house underneath Couple um, a couple fences through the chicken coop. It's pretty awesome to watch, actually. Um, and they were supposed to run home. Not we our were coop, dinner. their coop. Yeah. yeah. We were supposed to be having dinner at 6.30. And we texted with the neighbor and she said, oh, my gosh, the lightning just started. So I'm keeping him here to play. I said, that's fine. Um, send him home and, like, you know, whenever it ends. And so it's kind of fun just to have the difference in weather because it'll just yeah. start and stop. And then it was kind of cool to know today, like we finished a bunch of stuff in the projects in the garden that we wanted to finish. Um, because and we probably can't go outside tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be thundering thunder and, and raining, yeah. thunder and lightning and raining. And it's just, it's just so much fun to have the unpredictable weather. I know that some people love to know what the weather's going to be like, but it's unpredictable yeah. here and it's, it's okay. great. It's really fun. It's really, yeah, it's exciting. The girls love Which it. Which makes we it important it. to do what you're doing and keep a list of your projects because you inevitably will be stopping. Yeah. Especially outside. You'll have to yeah. stop and... Yeah. It's a forced stop and that's nice. We The nice part about the land that we're on though and the size of it and whatever we're doing mm-hmm. project-wise is you can really just leave it. I could dig yeah. a giant hole in the backyard yep. and say... I'm tired. I'll yeah. go inside and just leave things. Yeah, you couldn't. Whereas yeah, in couldn't do when that we one. were in in Long Beach at the house, like if I weeded a small part of it and I threw all the weeds around it, and something distracted me, I'm like, oh, I can't leave those weeds on the driveway. That's just gross. Yeah, you gotta pick and it go, up. Go out there, clean them up, sweep it up, yeah. hose it off, all that. It's stuff. definitely a it's work a different, in progress yeah, here. It's it's con- your your work here is just constant. Yeah. And, and you know right where you left off because you left off where you left off. Yeah, definitely. It, it's uh, I like that. For me, that fits my brain better. Yeah, I do like that. Um, okay, so we wanted to start. We don't have anything embarrassing this week. I was trying to think about Costco. it. Costco, that was pretty embarrassing. Wow, that was embarrassing. Actually, you know what? I was proud. <laughs> that one around. lady did look at you when she walked out. Oh my out gosh, like, my, oh hands, my hands were... I realized that I didn't... Because I, I went from weeding and moving and uh, mulching and all whatever you those verbs are that farmers use mm-hmm. to 
you, you looked and said, hey, do you want to go? What do you need? I'm like, I'll just meet you in front. Just grab my keys and my wallet. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I was to clean myself off before going. I just hosed my arms off from the dirt. <laughs> and I was going in there and it was one of those sample ladies yeah. looking at me. And uh, I didn't take any samples because that's not my, that's never been my, my gig. But um, I looked down at my it's hands. It's my gig. I looked down at my hands and I realized there's You're still, gross. there's dirt everywhere. Yeah. I have dirt everywhere. Yeah. And, and our girls look clean as a whistle. Because well, I hose them yeah, off. They look great though. And, and I was, Polly gave me a big hug. I'm like, oh, sweetie, don't hug don't me. Don't do that. I am filthy. Can we just say real quick, um, you know, the samples at Costco that two of our girls call them examples. I just examples. think it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah. We walk into Costco and Frankie and Polly both goes, oh, can we get some examples? Can we get some examples? It, it is an example of what it's you adorable. could buy. Yeah. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically the most embarrassing that's thing. That's probably it. That's it. But it wasn't embarrassing. But it's nah, okay. it is what it is. It is who we are. Yeah, now we are. Um, so we're going to, like we started last week, we are going to have a Q and A uh, portion of the show. And one of the questions we got last week was, "What has been the hardest part thus far of moving from city life to country life and and moving cross country? What has been the hardest part for you, Sean? Uh, going to work. That's I hard. hate it. I hate leaving this place. And you don't hate your job. I so, love my job. Yeah. Actually, I, I actually really, really enjoy what I do. I find it very satisfying. I find it very engaging and challenging and enjoyable and not stressful. Yeah. Um, it's flexible. It's I'm in management. I have no manager here. So I could, if I wanted to at 1030, just leave and no one says anything and no one cares, no one notices type of thing. But you're but still I, there and you want to be there. Because I get my, yeah, I get yeah. my work done and I enjoy that. But it's very hard. It's very difficult leaving this environment and not, I would rather dig in the ground. I would rather uh, shovel a field. I would rather change it. I'd rather wipe a pasty butt. Yeah. Because that sounds fun to me. <laughs> I was sitting here in the morning and it was, uh, I, my my normal routine is wake up and get ready for work at around 5.30. I get coffee going. I turn the news on. I sit there and relax. And I'm watching the news. And I suddenly just got this weird feeling of, I don't know if the chickens are okay. So I got up, put my boots on in my pajamas, and I walked out to the chicken coop just to check on chickens. Yeah. And I went out there, and they were all fine. Yeah. And I'm looking at them going, oh, well, they need food. They need water. So yeah. I started doing all this stuff before I went to work. I came back inside and I go, oh, I'd rather just do that all day. Yeah. So it's been very difficult incorporating a lot of the farm life and what I like to do and would rather do mm-hmm. and reality. Yeah. And my reality back home was, you know, I... Same thing, same job, same work, enjoyed it a lot, everything like that. But when I woke up, it was kind of like, ah, all right, I'm going to go and enjoy it. But I didn't really not, you know, not that I don't love you, Rachel. I love being around you. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed this life. So, yeah, yeah, the most difficult thing was trying to incorporate my normal life into the farm life yeah, and, I think and the balance, finding no, the balance. No, but we've both said um, when we were in SoCal, we would text and talk and we would always be saying like, when are you going to come home? And you would always say, I'm trying to get home as soon as I can. I want to be there. And we never thought you could want to be home more than the way, yeah, as much as you wanted to be home point. when we were in SoCal. Because we were always, you were always rushing to get home. You always wanted to be there. And yeah. I, we always wanted yeah. you there. But somehow, since we moved here, we want you home even more. And you want to be home even more. It's a whole, for some reason, a lifestyle of somehow this farm, this lifestyle has brought us even closer, closer. together. As a family. We're as a much family and as a couple closer than, than before. We didn't yeah. think that was possible, but it is. And and for me, as as a dad, it was getting home and being celebrated. Yeah. And uh, 
there, there was nothing better than that um, uh, celebration. Um, but it was it was this whole thing of uh, where at home it was this crazy. Uh, I would arrive and sometimes I would pull up in a jeep, and girls are running around the corner and screaming, "Daddy's home!" and meeting me right at the car and uh, giving me hugs and saying, "Oh, I'll miss you!" and everything like that. And and that was a fantastic. Uh, experience as well but it was also just this here was just even more incredible because it's pulling up and just this whole amazing experience of all of the running down the street and meeting me at the door and hearing my car roll up on the rocks and see me coming down from a quarter mile away it's been just an amazing experience um it's different too for me there was not a sense of desperation for you to get home on Claremore because we've lived, we lived there our entire married life. I wanted you to be home, um, obviously because you're my best friend and I wanted to be around you and I loved you being there. Um, but it was, it was different. It's different here, uh, for, for us at least when I see you coming up the road here, I get excited because, it's not idle. When you get home, it's not management. Like, let's, okay, let's get dinner ready. And then the kids get down for bed. It's a, okay, what are we going to do tonight? What are we going to, what are we going to plan? What are we going to do on the farm together? What projects can we tackle tonight? And, um, I don't know, maybe that newness will wear off. I'm not jaded to think that it's always going to be as magical as, as it is right now, but I, I think it might be a little bit. I think that there's something about working, in a partnership with yeah. someone to to make this farm life real and you have to be working together and constantly talking and planning and we're in the beginning stages and and really the 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 amount that we can do is minimal compared to what people who do this full time can do but there's something about doing this together and knowing that every small bit we put in can can yield a great amount and it's really fun and wonderful to be doing it together as a family there's a lot of anticipation and excitement that goes along with it and I think that's the reason why we moved so I think that that adds to the excitement of you getting home because we're doing this together I can do stuff while you're gone but really it's not complete until you're home so and that was the same for when we were there it was just different in a different way and here it's I don't know. There's something I need you here to, and I want you here to be joining with me to make these plans and think see about chickens, <laughs> see, wipe the pasty butts. Yep. Um, yeah. So that was your, the hardest thing. That was it. You. Yeah. That was, it's hard. Yeah. That's your hardest thing about incorporating the work life into the farm life. Yeah. For now. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's one of those things where, yeah, I would like for this to be my full time, but, but it's, it's not. not. Where God has us right it's now. not. Yeah, there's still this work to be is. done in yeah. other areas, and there's still resources needed, and yeah. whatever God maybe one day needs me to do, I'll do. Yeah, but um, He knows what I would rather do, and yeah. that's part of it too. Yeah, yeah. So, what was it for you? I think the hardest part for me uh, has been leaving my my people. Uh, on the West Coast. That's been the hardest part. Nothing about moving and leaving our house on Claremont. I mean, of course, there's all the things that are sad, but it hasn't been hard, you know, acclimating to a new home and no. things like that. That's all been very exciting Nothing and about fun being for me. here has no. been difficult. No, haven't regretted it one time. Or learning, nope. learning the different things. No. It's different. I miss the memories, but I don't miss... I. I miss the memories, but moving into a new home and getting to new people and That's been starting exciting. new um, traditions and new routines is not hard for me. No. Uh, and I know that's hard and weird for people to hear because those are things that might be hard for someone else, but that hasn't been hard for me. Um, what's been hard is uh, leaving people. And that was very obvious yesterday on 4th of July. That was the first holiday that we've been 
gone on and one that we would celebrate with fervor uh, every year we had a 4th of July with all of our party people. with all yeah. of our people. And yeah. that didn't happen. Obviously, we were here. And um, our friends FaceTimed us last night. And you got to talk to the boys and I got to talk with the girls. And I immediately, when I saw them on FaceTime, started crying. And not like a pretty cry, but like an ugly cry. Because I miss them. And that's hard. Um, because life goes on. And um, they are there. And I am here and we still will always remain friends. I know this. Uh, we talk every day. But it's difficult. But it's different and it's sad because they're not here with me and I'm not there with them. So that has been the hardest part for me. Um, leaving family and friends is difficult. And anybody who has moved knows that. But it's not impossible and I've only been here three weeks, but I still have hope and faith that God has this for a reason. and He provides. And uh, just because you move doesn't mean things are over. They just change and they're just different, but they can still be equally as beautiful and meaningful. Absolutely. Just in different shapes. So, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that has been a little uh, difficult for me. That's my hardest part. Um, what projects do we have coming up? Projects coming up. So chicken, you have a project. I don't. Okay. So the chicken project? coop is done and it's one of those things where the inner nerd in me has come out. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And, but the funny part about that is we've been doing our fair share of reading and listening and questioning, inquiring, inquiring, um, and all of the books that we kind of look at, say the same thing and, and, it, and it feeds the nerdery side of me. Um, but they, they say if you're, once you start setting up your land and your property and everything like that and, and understanding what you want to do, it's time to start sketching out what you want. And so I created a, an Excel spreadsheet of the chicken coop. Nerdler. Oh yeah. I drew maps. <laughs> I drew, um, the chicken coop in Excel and I kind of made notes of what we did and where we're doing it and what how we're doing we it, spent. what money we spent, the temperature, notes, things like that. It's kind of a journal. Because let me tell you, when you live on a farm, every cent counts. You have to yeah. make sure. Well, and you especially know what you're if you actually on. want to do something with what you produce at that time, it's uh, you want to make sure that you're properly accounting for the expenditure so you know the price points and things like that just in case you know i i we don't plan on being an egg farm and selling eggs but if i'm going to sell an egg i want to know how much i put into the entire process and what are you planning to do now well the next step is i love that spreadsheet it's something i it was impressive it's fun and so you know the the next step is is the farm is growing. Graphing out basically the entire farm and what we're going to do. Yep. So it's going to be what we like to do. What we like to do. But everyone shows, if you start reading, if you start reading books and start looking at the different things, they have plans set and how they did it and where they did it. And they measurements, measurements and and very detailed, uh, uh, planting, uh, areas and, and keeping note of. And so it's important that we learn from these people and how they did what they did. And the, I mean, clearly they wrote books that millions of people bought yeah. for this specific reason. We know reason. what they're doing and we do not. And so it helps, you know, us to actually sketch that out and look at it. So I'm going to do the same thing with the planting side of it. And I want to till some land and grow some plants. And I kind of have an idea, but I want to take a step back and sketch it out. And take so our time. My but next, what's the, the one next thing step is you to want. sketch it out. You want to I want one. fruit trees. You want a fruit orchard. I want an orchard. Which is funny because it's something I have. It's not that I don't have a desire for, but it's not like a passion of mine. I never thought, oh, yes, I want to have a fruit orchard. Yeah. But that's something that you really think would be interesting and neat. And so I'm looking great. at all the different types of, of, of trees, fruit trees, bushes, and everything like that, and how to properly take care of them, where to plant them. And I'm reading it. The cool part about it is I'm reading these books, and I can picture our land yeah. now 
And that's important is that you, you can read these books and not know and just say, oh, that's cool. I can do this and that other thing. But it's really cool when you read the book and say, I would, and they're saying the best, the proper place for this is mm-hmm. this exposure and this sun. They need this amount of time. They want to be on the hill and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You look at that and go, I know where I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so I'm, the next step is to sketch out the farm. Yeah. And around the outside barn and we're going to use that as the storage place, kind of the seedling, the growing and, and the, and stuff like that. And, and now I'm, I'm at the point where I'm going to start marking the beds yeah. out. And I think that's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. And my journal is just going to be ridiculous. Such a nerd. It's going to be an Excel. Such an Excel nerd. I'm going to just have formulas all over the place. You and Noelle, you guys love Excel. I don't even know how oh, to. You should talk to Jason. I don't even know it's how he, to turn he's, it he's worse. Well, he's, he loves it more than I do. Yeah. And wants to learn you from guys. me. Oh my gosh. I could excel okay. the. The, the heck out the of the heck out of this farm. Can you imagine? That's you the name of the Jason. farm. Excel Farms. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> we farms. need a farm name. We need a farm name. Suggestions farm would name. be great. We need a farm name. The girls have plenty, but none of them. We're gonna. I'm they not want, doing. Like, I'm what is it? They mermaid want? chickens. No. Mermaid chickens. Mm-mm. Not mermaid nope. chicken farm. It's we unicorns, mermaids, and rainbows and stardust. And what's the book you're reading though to help you? Oh, so it's the a starter the, book. the the one that that I've I picked off the shelf. Because we have, in our thousands of hours of downtime, <laughs> a chance to read. The one that I picked off the shelf was The Backyard Homestead. It's an overview of all kinds of farm stuff. It is... It's fun. It is a encyclopedia of, of sorts. Because yeah. it's got some really good, knowledgeable details about planting and how-tos. Yeah. And what I realized is that we're in a region where we can grow just about, about anything. Yeah, quite a lot of stuff. Our honestly. frost, our frost level isn't horribly low. Yeah. So we can we're have in a zone we can have seven ish. So seven ish. We can grow a lot of different fruit trees. Like lots of different. <laughs> um, lots of different. But fruit, we're optimal lots of for flowers, growing. Lots of veggies. It's uh, great. We can extend the growing season. No avocados, which makes me sad. California can't even grow avocados anymore because there's no water. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's optimal for so many different things to try, and that, and that's exciting to me. So yeah, yeah the the backyard homestead. It's a, we'll it's link a to great, it in the show notes. It's a great yeah. It's a great book. It's a great resource. Uh, it's one of those books where you sit there and go, my goodness, it's gonna this book is gonna get destroyed because it'll be outside with me while, as that's I'm fun. planting. It's got lots it's of starter info for people like us who yeah, don't know what they're doing. Yeah, good starter info, good building of the thing. And also the the important thing that I'm probably gonna to touch on in another show is the harvesting side of it where yeah. it's teaching you how to trim, how to harvest, how to prune yeah. um, to get the, mo- the to maximize your, your yield. Because we don't know that stuff yet. No, We're no, We're gonna no, learn. No. We just started. I just hack kind of away at stuff. Yeah, you I can't hack do that away. anymore. Can't do that. Not if I'm gonna become a a real farmer 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 market man maybe farmer, we'll see farmer market boy <laughs> you're a market boy yeah all right well thanks for tuning in we look forward to uh talking next week about some exciting new things that'll be happening um anything we mentioned today well, you can find in the show notes and you can also find us on instagram at the urban farmette um or our blog www.urbanfarmette.com anything else from you sean no i'm good all right well we will see you guys next week bye thanks for listening